focus a little bit uh, on our healthcare system. It's an ongoing issue. So many different uh, areas to talk about. But uh, internal medicine specialist Dr. Kevin McLeod is calling for the province to allow physician assistants to work in clinics. Now, why would he want to do that? Well, he's joining us now to talk a little bit about the issue. Dr. McLeod, thank you for joining us. Jazz, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I know you're a very busy man, and I really appreciate you making time for this show, and, and as you always do for CKNW. Why is this a priority in your mind? Um, you know, Jazz, the, the problem, right? Like we're we're all getting busier. We, we constantly hear it in the news that the healthcare system struggling, and and we seem to be doing the same thing over and over, which is trying to throw more money at it, and it's not working, right? So we, I think, we really need to. Um, provide care in a different way. We, we can't snap our fingers and instantly have more of me or internal medicine docs. We can't have more family docs. We can, you know, change policies and gradually get more and more people, but it's not a an instant overnight thing. So as all those patients sitting on waiting lists very much know, waiting 10 to 12 years for a new doctor to graduate isn't really a realistic option. So, you know, how do we how do we do things differently, right? I mean, we can get physician assistants and nurses working in physician offices, we can have more of a team-based approach to, to providing care, which you know, does increase efficiency. It, it frees up time for that physician to, to do more of the more complicated things. You know, simple example, probably 30% of what I do, if not more, I really do not need to be the person doing it. Um, yet, you know, you're you're using a whole bunch of tax dollars to pay me to do things I don't need to be doing. And, you know, you could have somebody else very well equipped to do that work for much less money. And it would free me up to see the more complicated things. So we, we really do need to think a different way with how we're going to solve the, the demand crunch. So... Uh what would the physician assistants do? You're talking about 30% of things that you don't really need to be doing. Is it a more administrative or are they seeing patients uh, and providing some uh, some advice as well when it comes to, 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 to people's health? Well, both. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things physician assistants can do. And, they, you know, they are used in other countries. We have training programs in Canada. We don't in British Columbia and we can't get them licensed in British Columbia. We just need some regulatory changes so that can happen. But, you know, Simple example, I see somebody with a, a concern about their heart. You know, I organize a, an ultrasound of the heart. Um, if that comes back and it looks really normal, I can sign off on that. And I, I can have a physician assistant phone that patient and go over the normal result. Patient's probably happy with that. If they have some questions, sure, I'll get in and also answer. You know, if that heart function comes back and it's half normal or there's a really big problem, I need to be the person to see that patient and follow up. But I, I don't necessarily have to go over the normal ones, right? Mm-hmm. Another example, operating rooms, right? You, you know, orthopedic surgeons, busy they in other countries use physician assistants all the time for the OR assist person. So, you know, usually there's two two people or two doctors working in that operating room at the same time. There's the primary orthopedic surgeon and then there's a, a, a family doctor typically who's in there. Well, if we had a physician assistant in there, that family doctor would be freed up to do something else. So we, we need to we need to sort of get all resources into the system we've got all these unfilled jobs and and waiting for physicians to fill those isn't isn't the only answer there are other disciplines i mean we could 
really do something cool in British Columbia and actually create a school for physician assistants, show a really different model here. It's a much more cost effective model because, you know, right now, you know, all of your listeners who are taxpayers are throwing money at me and it's not fixing the problem. And is, is there a particular hesitation on the part of government to allow physician assistants in clinics? There seems to be. I mean, I, I don't, to be honest, fully understand that. Um, I'd love to know why, because, again, it's a more cost-effective option. There are physician assistants, you know, in British Columbia who can't work. It, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, there's not, you know, I've heard people suggest, well, maybe it's a turf war between nurse practitioners, physician assistants. I just, I don't buy that because there's so much work for everybody to do. We're absolutely drowning. Um, you know, it, it, so really, I don't know, but that'd be a question for the minister. The, the minister's done a decent job and is trying to get physician assistants into emergency departments, but it, it needs to be a bit broader than that. And, you know, it doesn't need to be a complex government-run thing. I don't need the government to hire somebody for me and bring them in. I, I can hire them. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need them to be licensed to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious, your assessment, I mean, we hear a lot of stories in, in this post-COVID environment, although we're still dealing with COVID, but the, generally c- compared to what it was a few years ago, it's a different different world. Um, and, I, and when you listen to the complaints about the healthcare system, it's always about, well, some would argue, look, it's because COVID puts such a strain on the system uh, that it's not fair to judge some of the challenges that are before you. What's your assessment of our healthcare system beyond the assistance in regards to in a post-COVID environment? If you were going to play king for a day, what kind of things beyond the physician assistance would you like to see us tackle in, in a more meaningful way and a structural way that could start making some real changes within our public system? I mean, I think what's changed things even more than, than COVID, dramatically more than COVID, and COVID was a giant strain on the system. But, you know, it's an aging population and it's a ballooning population. You know, we, we have hundreds of thousands more people here, but we haven't had a concomitant increase in nurses and doctors. And, you know, and, and again, the ministry's got to do their job sort of touting increases, but they're not really being seen on the ground or felt on the ground. So, you know, I would love to see more pressure on the medical schools, more pressure on the nursing schools, more pressure on the physio schools. You, you know, the, the ministry could could really push them to say, we don't need these small increases. Like, come July 1st, we want a 10% increase and another 10% the year after and another 20% the year after that. Like, set some targets that are aggressive, um, you know, make, make people really kind of push to increase our our supply and our, our capacity of people working in the system because the population is going up, but we're not seeing a, an equal rise in the number of people working in the system. Yeah, I think you raise a very good point. I think we've added about 300,000 plus just to our MSP system in the last two years alone. That says a lot in regards to the pressure that's on the system. Do you think also, and this is a tough one to answer, that there is a role for the private healthcare to, to, to play a role with of overarching, uh, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's public or private, somebody still puts down their care card do you think there is room for that to to make sure healthcare is improving in this province beyond just a a traditional uh, public system but to have some involvement of the private sector uh, within the context of you're still just putting down your care card to pay for everything you know honestly jazz i don't and i'll explain why I, i think you can have private delivery of care you know my office fully publicly funded through the medical service plan, but it's a private office, right? Like mm-hmm. I choosing who's hired. And, and I think that works very well. Um, you know, if you, if you open a parallel private um, 
you know, let's say operating room. Mm-hmm. The, the problem now is we don't have enough staff for the public system. Well, the private system is going to be more attractive. You're going to pull more people to that. Um, and then you're going to exacerbate the problems in the public system. It works if you have a surplus of people and a surplus of resource. But, you know, the, the, the limiting factor here right now isn't really money. Government is pouring money into this. Um, you know, it's it's not it, that isn't the rate limiting factor. And when people talk about the private system, it's to really bring more money into it. We got enough money, we don't have enough people. And when you don't have enough people, then you got to pay people more and more um, to recruit them. Um, you know, so so having a, a private space, I'm not sure that that actually makes it better for the entire population. It makes it better for the person who can pay you to go in and and get that care and and. Patients might think, okay, well, but I paid for it privately, so I'm freeing up a spot in the public system. But it's not like that, because if you have a private radiology clinic and somebody goes and pays for their MRI because they have $3,000, well, there's a tech working in that private MRI clinic that then isn't doing a shift in the public hospital and people's MRIs get bumped. Mm-hmm. So it's if you have more people, that could, in theory, work. And when you look at other countries where people always tell and say, well, they do this in other places, they do but you look at the ratio of physicians and nurses and techs to population, it's much higher in those places. So we, we, we could transition there if that's what the public wanted to do, but we'd have to increase the supply of people or it's just going to squeeze people in the public system. Dr. McLeod, thank you for your time. I am going to bring this up with the health minister. He's always on this show. I will talk to him about this and, and get back to you on that as well. I really appreciate you making time for Tell us him today. To phone me. There's some pilots we could do and we could make this better. You know, you know what? I will do that, actually. I might just do that. Thank you so much for your time today. Okay, Jazz, anytime. Thank you.